You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Okay, cool. So right off the bat, talking about MMA, because we were talking before it was recording and you had thoughts. Go ahead. What are those thoughts? My thoughts? Yes. Ooh, um, all right. So MMA, you know, it's it's first and foremost a sport. Right. Right. And and I'm not discounting those who, you know, practice MMA. You know, it, it certainly has its places. You know, people who practice MMA certainly can can handle themselves. But, you know, from my background, which was very self-defense driven and very, in terms of Kung Fu, very traditionally driven, right? You know, taking something that's hundreds of years old and, you know, doing something that's that people have done for hundreds of years it just has a very different feel and you know as brutal as MMA is and as it looks it's not your traditional self defense no. you know if you're in a self defense situation it's not it, it's not going to look like the fights you know at at the UFC right right sorry i, I we jumped right into it so we talked about him before on multiple episodes, but we have Chet with us here today. Chet of CT Kung Fu. Chet of being one of my good close friends from college way back in the day. But he's here to help uh, shed a lot of light on martial arts, especially stuff that uh, Mikey and I have never really dabbled in. And also just we don't have the same years of experience as somebody like Chet. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, so, <laughs> so going into it before it was recording, just wanted to get everybody up to speed. We were talking about... Uh, traditional martial arts, as you know, because you listen to it, also along with how that coincides with the craze today of mixed martial arts and UFC and all that other shit. Um, but yeah, so and that with that being said, what I've been told before is that MMA has been done traditionally in the past, right? So like, uh, who who said it? Who said it? So I forgot who said it, but they used Jeet Kune Do as an example, and they were like, that has a base of kung fu. That's that's a kung fu base, and yes. then it was sprinkled and accessorized with pieces and slices of all these other arts, but it was never strictly just one art. And they were saying like, technically, I mean, if you want to say mixing martial arts, that's been done way back in the past. Yeah. So would you agree? No, abs- absolutely. And I think that there's nothing. You know, I am a huge proponent of cross training because you know, and I I cross train myself. You know, I've studied you know at least three different styles. And I think since we're on the subject of MMA, I think some of the best MMA fighters you'll see, and though I haven't watched the sport in a long time, but I think some of the best MMA fighters that you'll see are those who have clearly cross trained. You know, yes. like you know, like I'm, you know old school but you know i i think back to like like chuck liddell and like he was you know he was a i was a huge huge fan of him one because he was uh, a shaolin kempo practitioner and he was a master in in kempo and i think if you go back and watch his old fights you know just the 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 way he was able to strike and the way he was able to read opponents engage distance and sort of counter and things like that um i was a big big fan of um, in addition to, you know, his his skill on, on the ground, which, not to discredit, but, you know, 90% of your average fight does go to the ground. Does go to the ground. Especially if one person or both of them don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and then it looks horrible. Um, speaking of guys who don't know what they're doing, so UFC 225 happened on Saturday. Uh, do you know who CM Punk is? 
I don't. You don't. Okay. For the <laughs> record, I don't. CM Punk is a former wrestler from the WWE who wanted to become an MMA fighter. So he retired from from uh, sports entertainment wrestling in the WWE and joined a kickboxing well, MMA school uh, taught by Duke Rufus to become an MMA fighter. So he had strict professional training for one year. Like the top line, like one of the best striker striking coaches in the game, like big dollar camp, pay for everything for one year. And he got choked out, I think, in 45 seconds. Oh, or no, no, a minute 30. I think he got choked out in a minute 30. Not a boy. Against a BJJ guy named Mickey Gall from New Jersey. So people were saying, this is a farce. He's not a martial artist. Why is he in here? It's just because of the name. He's going to sell tickets, blah, 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 blah. But he said, no, I want to do this. Like, I'm not doing this for them. I have enough money. I've had enough of a career through wrestling and my endorsements. I don't do this for the money. I'm doing this because I want to fight in this cage. I want to become a martial artist. I don't know what the drive comes from. Do you know, Mike? I, I don't know where it comes from. I mean, my whole thing is why go straight to the UFC if it wasn't for the money? Why well, couldn't he just do minor tournament, like minor league? Well, I think it's because if local. you can, if you can have your first fight ever and you can get paid five hundred thousand dollars to do it, or you get paid nothing, but then it becomes about the money. But that didn't drive him into it. He would have made more money staying in wrestling, right? True. Right? So, I mean, long story short, he fought again on Saturday after two years of training. So he got injured in training, had to rehab, get repaired, went back into camp. Long story short, now he had a total, I think, of three years of training, and he went all 15 minutes of the fight. But he got fucked up. Real Mm -hmm. bad. Real bad. So... I, I know you probably didn't see the the fight itself or the highlights, but let me just say he didn't really look that athletic or trained. Like, and I mean, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like very stiff, kind of throwing all of the weight behind each strike, not really trying to balance anything, not moving his head at all, kind of just literally just doing this, like a rock'em sock'em robot, and then getting just rocked in the face. Yeah. Um, Felt bad for him, but, you know, the guy had heart to just keep going at it and be like, I'm going to keep getting hit and fucking, I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm going to keep going forward. But I wanted to get your opinion, because you've trained so much, and you have so much experience, Chet. Do you think Do you think there's a physical limitation to becoming a martial artist, or do you think it's a matter of you're not learning properly? Do you think anybody could become a striking savant? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I think... You know, it, it, it takes, I do, I, I, I do, I do. I think if you, if you've got what it takes to, to train, to train, to do it, and you've got the right teacher, you know, no matter what your body type is now, you know, let's be, let's be perfectly honest, right? A super, a super fit guy Mm -hmm. is, is, you know, probably going to be a better striker than somebody who's who's not quite as fit but that's that's not to discount you know when you train you learn to you know you learn to work what you have right so you learn you learn to to move to to move well with what you have um you know thinking about you know one of the great like um you know hong kong film stars sammo hung 
Yep. Right? He's a he's an older guy. He's okay. a bigger guy, but he moves like it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's a he's a really good martial artist. So, I mean, yes, there are physical limitations, but I think if you've got if you've got the right sifu, you've got the right sensei and you know, you put the you put the time into it and you learn to work with what you're given, I th- I think anybody could be a great a great striker. You know, you're not going to be you're not going to be throwing roundhouse kicks or, you know, jumping, spitting reverse crescents at somebody's head, you know, but, you know, in a practical situation, n- nobody does that, right? We, right, right. We, we right. train for it, you know, and that's what, and that's what cracks me up about, uh, about the UFC is like, you know, you see all those, like those great highlights where somebody gets knocked out with that roundhouse kick to the head or like that spinning heel kick to the head. And, you know, you kind of wonder, it's like, wow, how did they land that? Because it's like in a a self-defense situation, it's just so impractical. (laughs) You know, if I'm teaching somebody, you know, practical self-defense, you are not kicking above the groin. Right. You you know what I mean? You are, you are targeting low, 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 low strikes, but that, but it's, but it's, we're talking about apples and oranges, right? So it's, it's just something totally different. Apple and oranges with traditional martial arts, and then today's modern martial arts, or do you mean just self defense versus? No, sport I'm defense? I'm talking I'm talking about self defense, self defense versus the sport of UFC okay. that 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 we see, right? Because there are rules associated to, to to UFC. Yes, you know, if I've got somebody on the ground, you know, and depending on the situation I'm in, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to collapse that windpipe. I'm going to gouge out that eye. You know, I'm going to, you know, before the fight even gets to the ground, I'm looking for an opportunity to shatter that knee and then I'm gone. I'm out. Goodbye. Yes. Yes. So, um, and, and again, I don't say this to discredit it in any way. I will discredit UFC with, with one thing, but it's not the quality of their fighters or anything like that, but it's just, it's just a different sport and, and it certainly has its place. Did you see the video? Either did either you see the video? It was a uh, it was a Muay Thai guy versus a Kung Fu guy, and it was two military guys, and they were just I think one was American, I think the Kung Fu guy was American, and then the other guy I think was maybe Brazilian. But they did a quick like okay, let's just fight, let's just do a quick like thirty second round of no rule fighting, and for some reason they both agreed to do it, and the American Kung Fu guy did exactly what you said, he just. He just like postured up, and then the second the other guy moved, he just put his, like his knuckles right in the guy's eye, and it was so bad. Like it looked like nothing at first, but then the other guy just couldn't stand, and then he fell. So all of his friends were trying to help him up, and then out of nowhere, it was like pain hit him. So he was just like sitting there with his hand on his head, and then all of a sudden he just started screaming. And I guess I think he damaged some part of his eye, and for whatever reason, there was a nice little delay. But it was nasty. It was really nasty. Well, you've trained with Sensei Neely, right? How many times? How many times has he has he said? And it's a great strike. You know, somebody comes at you, and you just and you just throw that throw those fingers out there, and just and just strike somebody's just, eyes, and just right. even if it doesn't hit them, it gets their head moving back, and that's and that's the split second you need to to make your decision. You know, am I am I out of here, or yeah. do I do I put this guy down yeah. down for good? But. You, you can't do that in the UFC. No, no, no. There's always that that um, there's always that discussion because I, I I am a huge UFC fan. I'm a huge MMA fan, mm-hmm. right? There's this huge discussion, and I always like shake my head at it. It's the people, usually Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists, who always talk about the efficiency of MMA and the realistic application of martial arts through MMA. But 
they always discredit the stuff such as eye pokes, which ironically is a huge issue in MMA. <laughs> I know, right? Huge it's issues like, with eye pokes. The fights are called, and it's like, ah, and right. And then yeah. so you have like these 250-pound monster guys who go into like these little balls of whimpering pain when somebody accidentally throws a strike, which is super legit in practical self-defense <laughs> yes. yes. that, you know, the Chinese and, and the Japanese masters have been teaching their students yes. for generations upon generations. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird conversation because in one moment they'll be saying how that stuff doesn't work. That self-defense stuff is always like kind of fake or blah, blah, blah. There's no way that would work. But then the next one, they're complaining about the lack of point deduction because of eye pokes in fights and how it delays fights and how fighters need to recover and they need to be inspected by the doctor if it's a bad eye poke. Yeah, because it like, fucking hurts. Yeah, well, yeah, you could get permanently damaged, right? right? Well, it's a good <laughs> strike. Right, exactly. So it's a weird it's a weird clash of philosophies and mindsets, which I just, I don't understand. But there's um there's a there's that weird dynamic where they 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 credit the they credit MMA for being so efficient but then they also will complain about you can't do a 12 to 6 elbow you can't if they have three points of contact you can't strike them you you can't do like it's just weird how they limit these moves but then they say the art is so efficient and I'm not trying to bash MMA but it's just a weird dynamic for the people who are I would say fans or in it like Joe Rogan's very famous for always jousting about the power of brazilian jiu-jitsu which don't get me wrong is pretty efficient art but it always discredits the the fact of like well if they have a knife it's i wouldn't want to grapple somebody that much on the ground with a knife and there's always that drill which you've probably done as well where it's don't let me touch you with the knife and then it's like oh i just dropped it and i caught it and i just did this and that it's like nope you're getting you're getting touched a lot with the blade i don't know if you remember that when mm-hmm. when we trained but it was just, i would i would much rather you know somebody if if somebody comes at you with a knife, you're you're in a you're in a lot of trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. I don't care how trained you are. I mean the 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 margin for error. You are you are going to get cut. Yeah. You know I would I would much rather somebody hold me up with a gun because and I and like students ask me that all the time. They're like, well, or just people and they're like, well, some somebody puts a gun in your face. What are you gonna do? It's be like, here's my wallet. <laughs> Because well, really, what are you? Because it's not, you know, you have certain techniques, but, and you got to read the situation, right? So here, here's my wallet. Take the $100 in cash or whatever I have. I'm going to cancel my credit cards as soon as you, as soon as you walk away. But it's not worth, you know, try, trying to be a hero with that. Um, and then as opposed to, you know, somebody, if somebody comes at you with a knife, and I mean, not like holds you up with a knife, but like comes at you with a knife, you're, you know. <laughs> you're in a lot of trouble, right? Because that's—I mean, it's just—you you don't have to know how to use it. You know, you—you you, you nick the wrong place, and and it's game over. It is. It is. I—I I always feel like the best defense. The I think one of the best techniques I've learned from doing martial arts for just the short like six years I've been doing it is just avoiding situations. Absolutely. Like, that looks a little sketch. I'm just not going to go near that. Yeah. Don't don't put yourself in those. Right, don't put yourself yeah. in those situations. Just that looks really Or dangerous. even just right, yeah. even just the awareness, right, for, for everybody out there who's trained. You know, even yeah. just like having that spatial awareness or like kind of being right, walking through that that like that, that kumite that sensei makes you go through and you're like who, who's who's here? You know, it just kinda it like precipitates and you you, you kinda go through life sort of like all right, so there's a uh, there was a great 
years ago, there was a great little, not, not a meme. It was like before memes. Um, so we're dating ourselves here, right? but right. it was like, it was like the stick figure thing of this guy waiting. I don't know. It was like the stick figure drawing of this guy waiting in a bank. And he was like all the way at the end of the line and he, and it was this whole running dialogue and it's like, all right, well, if that girl turns out to be a ninja, I'm going to take this rope here and I'm going to use it here. And then if that guy holding that package, it turns out to be a samurai sword, I'm going to move to the back over here. And it was just running through all these different scenarios of like what he would do if something happened. And, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what you do. Yeah. You kind of like walk in and you're like, all right, where are the exit points? What? Okay. Got it. Okay. How many people? Like right. Groups. Is yeah. there something near me I can grab in case something goes down? Yeah. Yeah, I were you gonna say something? I feel like I interrupted you. Oh, when we were talking about uh, the knife situation, I was just gonna say, did was it Sensei Neely that said that there's a school in Japan or multiple schools in Japan that practice with real knives? Oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, and they just I'm get sure. cut up constantly. <laughs> like, yeah, you look assume, at their arms; they're just like, yeah. I would assume it's kind of like if, you, if we're gonna train with fire, you're gonna have burns. Yeah, I would assume that's kind of a standard. A standard expectation, yeah. but um, you didn't you didn't say it on mic. Um, so we always referenced Chet before in other episodes, especially even the beginning of this about how much he's trained. You want to give a quick rundown, especially for your school for for your for your club. So, oh sure, it's sure. Out there. So uh, yeah, so my name's Chet Ostrowski, and I've been training and teaching for the past twenty years. Um, started under um, Master John Palmieri, who is uh, now out of Georgia now, but um, he was my sensei for a very long time, so uh, in Shaolin Kempo and also uh, Shaolin Kung Fu. So I have a third degree black belt in Shaolin Kempo, um, you know, trained with that for about 15 years, and then um, separately 15 years as well, I've been training in um, Shaolin Kung Fu, uh, Fu Jiao Pai, which is Black Tiger, and that is uh, with my Sifu Grandmaster Takwa Ang out of Chinatown. And then I'm also one of the co-founders of the CT Kung Fu Club, which is out of Wallingford. And it's a group we meet every Tuesday and Thursday night from 7.15 to 8.45. And we train in um, Takwa Kung Fu, which is uh, some traditional Shaolin and some traditional uh, Black Tiger. Um, and so we all come from different backgrounds. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's a good healthy dose of different cross training in there, but, you know, we do have a traditional curriculum and, you know, working on breathing and striking and, and flexibility. So all ages, no, no ranks, you know, all, all ranks. Um, yeah. So if you're in the area, come on down and, and check us out. First two classes are around the house. See if you like it. And yeah. Where in Wallingford are you located? Great question. Thank you for, for asking me that. So we're at a, um, we're right on South Colony Road and we train out of this gym, which is called uh, Blue Fit, um, used to be SNL Fitness. So uh, for those of you familiar with Wallingford, it's, you know, right around the corner from Knuckleheads. It's right where Foucault's is um, by the cemetery, uh, the eatery. Uh, so it's right, it's right on that. It's right on that main strip, Route 5. If you could give a background, or if you could summarize it as best as possible, because I don't know how to explain Kung Fu. I was actually, when I was in Arlington, I was talking to my friend Timmy. Mm -hmm. I was trying to, like, accurately summarize and explain, like, the difference between an art that's, like, a hard art, like, 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 like Shotokan. Or Shotokan, <laughs> or, Shotokan, or mm -hmm. Kyokushin, and stuff like that, um, versus an, an art like Kung Fu. Because I, I, I told my friend Timmy, I was like, I don't. 
I don't train in Kung Fu, but, like, I've only seen and trained against people in Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. So I can only speak to what it's like facing them and feeling them and what that what that feels like to be in the, uh, the opposite shoes. But could you summarize it as an art? Because you could summarize, you know, people summarize... Uh, how this art's very flowing and it's all about strikes or this, this art's very kick oriented and it's all about like a, like about your stance or this art's all about grappling. This art's about like hard elbows or whatever, you know, like you can always summarize right. martial arts in some right. way. Would you be able to do that with Kung Fu or is Kung Fu too broad of a term? Well, Kung Fu is, is, is a very, is a very broad, broad term, right? So I can only speak to, to what, what I've trained it, right? Cause you have, you know, all sorts of, of, of different styles. So, you know, like somebody who's, you know, proficient in like, um, Wala Mantis is going to move very differently than somebody who's trained in like, you know, Southern style Hungar. Um, so my primary background is, um, you know, uh, Black Tiger. Okay. So, um, and, and, you know, I say Black Tiger because when these, when these styles were, were formed, you know, really, I mean, these the, these monks would go out and like look at the way these different animals moved, right? They they'd study, right? They'd capture mantises and they and they'd like put them in these cages and they would look at the way that they would move and 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 how they would how they would trap somebody. And so you you kind of, you kind of adapt that. And so for tiger, you know, you ever watch if you ever if people have cats out there and you ever watch a cat play with a ball and how and how just how soft. You know that, but right before like they strike something, it's so soft and their their shoulders so relaxed, and then like that claw extends right at the end. That's where all of that power is. It transfers, right? It transfers right through their back foot. You can see it move up through their body. It moves into their hand and it transfers right at the point of impact. And so you know that's and those are all particular styles. Um, but it's not. I mean, it's not a very. I wouldn't describe it as a very hard style. It's sort of. It, it, I mean, it's got, it's, it's got a unique, it's got a unique flow to it. Um, and it's, it's a lot of, um, you know, you know, one move kind of flows into the next and it flows into the next and, you know, you put yourself here so you can do this, so you can do that, so you can end, you can end with this. If that, if that sort of makes any sense, if that sort of makes sense. So, so you're saying more, more black, more so you're saying it's more chain, chain striking, or is it more chain? Yeah, thought? no, no, it 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 can be, it, it can be, abs- absolutely. There's, I think, I think there's a there's a certain chain to it, um, you know, in terms of you know, you know, this 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 block sets up this strike, which makes my opponent you know bend over here, and so which leads which leads into this strike here, you know, which leads into that low kick, and and, okay. and that's the set. Okay. Okay. Right. You're you're putting your opponent where where you want them to be, right? But behind behind all of it is is there's you know that there's sort of this like it's it's tough if you know it's unless it's it's tough to describe because there's there's such a there's such an art to it, you know, like when you when you look at a kung fu practitioner and you you look at this elaborate form and you're like how how does that translate? into a self-defense situation right but if, but right. if you study it more it's one long battle right and it's so and so this you know you you start the form and and even in in a salutation 
Um, you know, there are hidden moves in those salutations. You know, somebody somebody grabs you and it's and it's a break of the grab and and you know there, there's a knee strike in there and then and then you kind of set yourself and then right you flow into the next thing right and there's this black punch grab kick and you know that's one opponent and then you know you sort of turn and you either set yourself or you think about all right somebody's put their hand on your on your shoulder they've grabbed you right and now you turn into the next set right, right. and so that that's where a lot of this a lot of this kung fu comes from it's this it's this long protracted battle that that you're that you're practicing and if you practice that enough um you know you 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 know you won't be winded in 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 a battle or you know somebody assaults you and you know as you're walking through a dark alley right okay okay now is every kung fu form always based with a weapon or no no i never understood that because i remember always watching like especially like dylan always trained right before i would have class Mm mm-hmm and I never knew what would define, oh, they're, they're training with weapons today. Or, oh, they're not training with weapons today. I had no idea. Maybe it was just the attitude of the day. Like, hey, grab a weapon. We're going to learn. Is it almost like uh, the way jujitsu works where it's like uh, the extension? Almost like if we do certain katas where it's like you're using a katana. You know, is that kind of like how kung fu is in a sense? Uh, the way certain moves are, uh, depending on the weapon you would use so the the empty hand forms are i would i would say are are separate from the weapon forms like they don't they don't necessarily you know this empty hand form doesn't necessarily <clears throat> reflect a movement with a weapon okay you know okay. the weapon forms themselves are are part of are part of the curriculum right they all you know they come from the the Shaolin temple where you know it's it's within it's within the curriculum and and you know, you know, you the first weapon you have, you pick up that bow staff, you know, and you know, day one starting kung fu, you know, you're you're training with that bow staff, and you and, and you don't put it down, and then that that bow staff, you know, you know, translates into into the sword, and then you know, once you've sort of you know picked up the sword, then you can move into the spear, and once you've picked up the spear, you know, you can move into the quan dao, and you know, there's a, there's a there's a great you know Chinese saying where you know you know or um. I'm not sure if it's w- w- where it comes from, but it's I've I've heard it many many times. Right? It takes you know it takes um it takes a month to to master the staff, and it takes a year to master the sword, but it takes a lifetime to master the spear. Right? And like the spear is like this 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 king of weapons because it's got it's got a blade on it, and it's right. it's it's a long weapon, but it's also a short weapon. And you know to use it properly and to you know pinpoint your targets because you don't use it like a staff. A staff has multiple striking areas that can be deadly but a spear if you want to really pinpoint with a spear you know you have to be able to you know read that target and and know exactly how to throw that thrust to you know to to hit to hit where you want to hit you know you don't want to hit the breastplate you know you want to hit just below the breastplate in the soft belly or you want to slip into the side and you want to make sure that spear point is oriented horizontally so you can slip between the ribs you know similar to anybody who studied um, you know the Japanese sword, the the katana, right? Right. All of those katas, you know, most of them are designed around opponents with armor, right? So when you make that horizontal cut, it's 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 right it's right to the it's right to the waistline, right? Trying to slip beneath the breastplate, or when you make that thrust, did the blade is sideways to slip in between the ribs. You make that diagonal cut, you want to fit in between the helmet and the shoulder guard. 
or you know you want to cut up underneath the armpit so everything everything has a purpose everything is very purpose driven and you know it's which is what I like about these old older styles is they're sort of designed around the battlefield right of what was used by fucking psychos um can you imagine that like if you had like imagine that imagine that like you're this far away from some, from somebody with a weapon, and it's like, oh, I want to cut their head off. <laughs> like, right? It's not like, oh, I'm gonna breach this house. I'm gonna throw a grenade. I'm gonna shoot this person. They're gonna fall. Move on. This person falls. It's no. I have this. It's a very. It's it's very <laughs> right. It's it's very it's very personal, right? It's it's a very. I mean, I think it takes, you know, and obviously, I've 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 never served in the armed forces. Right. Um, but you know, it, you know, and it, it takes, it takes skill to fire a weapon, but you know, I would, I would think, you know, you know, 500 years ago, you know, it took, you know, you and I can go to the gun range and, and, you know, learn, learn how to, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, these, you know, these, these shootings all over the place, you know, right. most of these people, you know, don't have a lick of training, but, no, but all you gotta targets. do, all you gotta do is, is point something at a target and, and squeeze a trigger, Right. Um, you know, 500 years ago when, you know, you were, you were trained for battle. If you didn't know what you were doing, you know, you were, you were dead. Right. Right. <laughs> you, were, you, you, you were gone. And, and I, you know, it took, it took a certain, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll never know, but you know, you took a certain amount of fortitude to, you know, you know, be two feet away from somebody. Right. And, and, you know, make that cut or, or, or make that thrust or, or remove that arm and, and you know, continue to do it until until the battle is won, and just sort of moving your way through the battlefield. And you know, it's very it's very very personal. You know, you're not, you know, you every person that you defeat, quote unquote, it's like you 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 see them and you smell them and you hear them, right? And you can and and you can feel it. <laughs> so and I you know we, I've never been in that situation in real life. You know, I've done plenty of reenactments. Where I've right. had somebody coming at me with a sword, but I know that they're swinging at my shoulder, and my choreography is, right, to, is, right. is to do that block, and even that is a, is is quite a rush. I was say, even then, you still probably think like, oh, if I if anything screws up here, this is going to be very very bad. Like that's still probably a thought. Oh yeah, you know, and 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 you know, we can talk about you know, in terms of martial arts, you know, like footwork, right? Footwork is so so key, right? It's like it's it's like that tree. Right, you know, if 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 you're my student and you don't have that footwork, right, then everything I teach you, because everything comes from the ground, it comes from yes. comes from being rooted. If that tree doesn't have good roots, it's going to topple over. Right, right. And so I remember one one fight. It was the first fight of the day in the first weekend, and right out of the gate, I, you know, the 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 stage was wet from like dew or something like that, and I slipped and I lost my footing and I didn't get my sword up to block. And my buddy just what just clocked me Ugh. right in the fucking eyebrow, and I was like, oh, and and I kept going, but you know, I was I was wearing this white this white outfit, and then I just looked down, and I'm just covered in blood because it's just <laughs> it's just pouring out of my eyebrow, and I'm like, oh god, what do I do? And I had this cowl, and I like when I wasn't fighting, I had it like pinned up to my eyebrow, and then it was my turn, and I'm like, oh, time to go. Yes. And uh, yeah, that was that was exciting. That probably looked really cool. <laughs> I hope it looked cool. I think it terrified some little kids. Like some we kind of played it off or whatever. And I remember 
being done with the show. It was like a 45 minute set and then walking over to the med tent and they were like, oh my God. And I was like, just glue it and <laughs> gl- clean it, glue it and, and get me out of here because I have another set in an hour and I have to be ready. So just clean it, glue it and let me go. Um, uh, uh. Speaking of. So that, that was my lesson on footwork. On footwork. So. I actually was talking about it uh, a while ago and I was, I was, I've mentioned it in one of the articles I wrote about uh, maybe just because I'm not as I'm not as deep into a martial arts uh, life like you have been, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing it more and more, and it's weird because I think the Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, you can call it a spectacle, you can call it a fight, you can call it whatever it was, but that I think really shined us the biggest spotlight possible on I don't want to just say MMA like martial art, mixed martial artist abilities. But it really shined a light on how important it is the fundamentals of fighting are. So I know boxing, if you want to talk about, talk about rules and limitations, boxing is pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. But something that that's so paramount is not just the head movement that's so familiar with boxing, but it's the footwork. And it's the footwork that slips and transfers the... Kind of like what you said with the, the whole the movement of a cat. The deliberate motion that transfers the weight and the power from one to the other. It's not this brute force like, I'm going to just stand put and swing this shin as hard as possible at right. you and again. And right. it's, not, it's not like a Muay Thai guy hitting a tree. It, it's like, it, it's, it's this weird thing where all of a sudden when I saw that, I, I thought, wow, I'm going to start looking at the footwork and not anything else when it comes to fighting. When it came to me watching um, MMA as just a fan. Right. And when I started doing that, I started realizing, holy shit, this is, I'm surprised nobody talked. I mean, granted, I'm, I don't know how many actual martial artists, not MMA, uh, not mixed martial artists, but just traditional martial artists are involved in that world of covering or reporting or anything. But, like, there's a guy in particular named Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Mm-hmm. I want to say he's, I don't even know what Don he is, but he teaches karate down in Carolina. And he's a strict, he's like Leoto Machida style, just I am a karate guy and that's what I do. Granted, he's in a sport where he has to do a little bit of everything, but he's so unique because even to today, I'm pretty sure he's still the only guy that comes out fully bladed and he'll fight sideways and it still throws everybody off because everybody's square, everybody's forward, hips forward, like hands a little lower because it's like, oh, if you shoot on me, I want to get under hooks on you or if you come to clinch or I want to be able to have some kind of movement. He's literally hands down just like... (laughs) sideways and it's because he did so many years of doing uh point fighting right so he's very used right. to that but that point fighting limit, is, right limit that profile and it's hard for people because they're like all right if i could probably swing and then he kicks them and the second they kick him you see them going okay didn't see that coming and they always take a second to be like i don't all right i'll find a way around the kick and then they try to go to the side and then he throws like a question mark kick and they're like oh shit okay all right. A question mark kick. Oh, I yeah. I like that. I've he's, never heard it called that before. A question mark question kick. Question mark kick. Yeah, he's he's very he's very famous in in the world of MMA because he's a unique puzzle. Lionel Machida got solved because he was also I don't think he was the same. I don't know which karate he was, but Leo, maybe you know, Lionel Machida was very was he like uh Kyokushin? I want to say it's Kyokushin, yeah. He was he's cuz he was karate, but he was also very like traditional i'm gonna punch and then kick kind of compared to wonder boy thompson who's literally like hands down sideways with his long ass legs and it's really really cool to see that kind of footwork 
when the way he steps forward and back and everybody talks about how it's because he did point fighting so much so he's conditioned to get in and then get right back out yeah because he's so well, talk tall. about a sport and talk about you know talk about something that isn't you know that is like one of the complete opposites of you know any self-defense situation is that is that sport fighting it's it's an entirely it's an entirely different animal yes you know and you know to reference the the mcgregor uh mayweather fight you know there's yeah you know the i i called the outcome of that fight you know there was just no way that no. that he was that that he was winning that he was winning that fight because you put right I mean boxing's right it's 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 got its rules and it's it's got its limitations but you know he's he's the you know the best in the business and so that's and that's all he did right that that's all he does right and so you know you got that that great that great Bruce Lee quote that's like don't fear the man who knows 10,000 kicks fear the man who's practiced one kick 10,000 times times. yes and just just his jab was so evident and he didn't even and clearly and now that we can look back and in hindsight and say he didn't really turn it up or pour it on until like the middle middle rounds but when all of a sudden he was just moving his just moving the shoulder alone just the way Mayweather would move his shoulders and how it would look like he was planning on his front and then Connor would come in, you're like, nope, like just <laughs> slip mm-hmm. right back out. Was just a crazy thing. It's just a crazy, crazy thing. And and the stances is, is just it's a it's like a whole new world, cause cause you've probably known about this, but like it's a whole new world to try to understand because for so long it's so easy to be fooled by the flashiness of the strike. It's like, mm-hmm. oh wow, what a roundhouse. Oh, what a spinning back kick. Oh, spinning fist. Oh, look at those elbows. Like it's it's easy to get focused on the the chorus of these songs. You know, it's not as easy to be like, oh well, what's the theme of the song? Oh, it was set in the intro with that one line that made a reoccurrence at the end of the verse that they then like it, it's harder to see the song as a as as like a songwriter than it is as a fan of the song. Is what I'm trying to say. And I think right. that's Something that it's is becoming more paramount as I watch more and more footwork, and I can only imagine what it's like to stand in front of somebody in a cage and, and trying to decipher the footwork of what's a professional fighter's doing. But this this is all going to a point of um, where I wanted to talk about how somebody pointed out that that isolation shows like what you just said. If you took somebody who specializes in one art, they would become they would be technically the better fighter in a fight and. That's always up for debate, and that's always a that's always a hot conversation. But then they use examples like Lyoto Machida, who had a whole a whole like I don't want to say era, but a whole time frame of his dominance. And you have Wonderboy Thompson, who's still a scary top contender. But you have these guys who it's not common anymore. But they came from traditional arts, and they specialized in the arts, and you saw that stand out in a paramount way in how they fought. So you had wrestlers come out like uh, Randy Couture who's a wrestler, who used that very well to his advantage. You have a guy, a boxer like Michael Bisping who came out, who used his, um, his, his dirty boxing to a certain advantage. You have, you have karate guys. You have guys like Machida and Wonderboy. You have uh, Muay Thai guys like Darren Till and, and, and Jose Aldo. You have these guys that come out with very specific skill sets, and it's weird because you don't see it anymore. Right. People now train in MMA schools, which I don't understand how you rank or, or follow through with, it, with a, a, a tree, a learning tree for that. But I don't know. I, I know you've trained with a lot of people, but have you trained with primarily people who've only done kung fu or only done karate, only done kicking? Or have you ever trained with somebody who's like, no, I've, 
I used to wrestle in high school and I wanted to come do this or oh, no. I wanted to, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. No, no, no. I've, I've definitely, you know, trained, trained with people who, you know, I, I, and I'm be honest with you, like I, I am not a ground art, you know, jujitsu expert by, by any means, you know, I know my basic holds and grabs and, and, and things like that, but you know, I've, you know, I've, you know, trained with other people who know that. And it's, it's very apparent that, that they know it. And well, so in you, what way? And well, like, so when, you know, if I find myself in a situation, then when they know, when they really know what they're doing and I kind of know what I'm doing, it's, it, to me, it makes them knowing what they're doing very, I'm very aware of it. Like I'm in a bad spot. I need to get back out. <laughs> outside to my comfort zone which is striking right and try and and try and pick them apart here you know my goal would be you know to to disable or knock them out before you know as they're coming in or before they have a chance to come in and shoot that leg and all of a sudden i'm on my back right and, and now i'm in a, in a bit of trouble right so i i think you know cross cross training is great and i think you know when you're up against somebody who is who is trained very who is trained very very well in one particular style and you are not it becomes very apparent to get to like ooh. <laughs> oh gotta get out gotta get out of here yeah that's what happened um damian maya is famous for being a guy who never really wanted to learn anything else mm-hmm. he's a very strict brazilian jiu-jitsu artist and they were just like well you need to know something because you're going into a place where they can punch you in the face right um, this is actually a big thing now with, uh, with what's his name? I, f- I forget his name. He trains with, uh, he actually trains with Conor McGregor and he had his first MMA fight and it was very evident where it was like, oh, I, I don't like the striking stuff. Like, I know I got to put up with it. But the second it was like, oh, that's a moment. They would just go zero to 60, yeah. zero to a hundred. It's like, wait, just, wait, just like, just waiting for that gap. Yeah. I'm going to just play this game until I see that moment that's familiar. And then that moment is mine. And it happens. And it's weird because Damian Maya is almost 40. And he's still doing it. Like, don't get me wrong. He just lost his last fight. But he he's people are still doing it. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's... I feel like when you see that specialization within the world of martial arts, I feel like it's a thing that more people should be doing. I feel like it's weird to see... Because, and, and I've complained about this with Mikey before, about how... MMA, especially specifically the UFC, is so saturated not just because of the number of fights, but because nobody's unique. Like I said, if you have two people who square off and they look the same and they come out each other and they have the same stance and they go for the same moves and it's pretty much the same techniques, it's like, oh, I'm going to do a punch cross, like sidekick, or a punch, like double jab and try to go for a single. And then I'm going to, you're going to stuff it. And then we're going to just stumble to the cage. And then I'm going to try to get a clinch. I'm going to try to get an underhook. I'm going to throw some knees to throw it off. I'm going to try to go for a hip throw. I can't get it. So I'm going to drop and keep going for a double. Now I got it. And now we're going to just grapple each other as much as possible against the cage. And then boom, whistle, round one over. Like that copy paste of what I just said happens so many times. Yep. And I think it's because of that. Oh no, this is how, like you said, this is how the sport goes. The sport yep. works like this. In this rule set, this is how you perform. Yeah. And I feel like that's what, what stifled boxing for a while, in my opinion. Boxing became like, why do you watch boxing? It's because the image is so similar all the time. It was It's polarizing when you have polarizing guys. It's polarizing when you have footwork like Lomachenko now, where you have the knockout power and the ferocity of Mike right. Tyson, or you have... 
you know, again, the footwork of Muhammad Ali, or, right. you, or you have the defensive counter step work, uh, footwork of uh, Mayweather. It's super interesting then, but I think there's too much copy, copy paste, copy pasta when it comes to, I want to train in this. Well, this is what works, kid. We've seen it happen like this. These are the rules. You got to do it like this. Well, it's what, it's what works in the environment. And right. so to, to step up on my soapbox for a little bit now. Do it. So, do it. That's why you're um, here. I, from my experience in, you know, in Connecticut, I think MMA schools are the absolute death of <laughs> traditional oh. martial arts schools. Why is that? I Say think, like I think that, that they're the absolute death because it's 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 like the pop culture of of, of the martial arts right yes. now. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's sexy. It's violent. It's gruesome. You know, people people want to do it. They because that's what they see. They want to be able to do that. You know, they they don't know of of the traditional you know martial arts schools. You know, they they don't know of the traditional kung fu schools in New York. You know, they they don't know the old masters like you know Sensei Neely and the ones and you know the old masters who who trained him. Um, you know, it's 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 out there and it's you know I'm looking at when I started twenty years ago. And I looked at all the schools around me that were in Connecticut that I could have gone to and like that that were like sister schools, quote unquote. You know, I can only think of, you know, maybe one or two that are still here today because they couldn't they just had to shutter their doors because, you know, they didn't they didn't have enough students. And, you know, for for and for many reasons, you know, whether, you know, those instructors moved on with their lives or, you know, they couldn't keep their headcount up. Um, you know, people, you know, a lot of, you know, younger students didn't want to train in, in, in that style, you know, that's what, um, you know, cause MMA is a sport, right? So right. I've been training for 20 years, but if you put me in that, in that octagon with, you know, a great fighter who's been training really hard for three years, I'm going to bet against myself, you know, odds are I am not going to win that that match because I am in, I'm in their arena, you know, that's, that's, that's their, that's their realm. And so, you know, which is, I think a limitation, one of the limitations of, of MMAs, you know, I mean, it's, it's a great workout and, you know, you can certainly against somebody who has in a self-defense and I'll circle it back to self to, to self-defense because why else do you do this stuff? Right. If you can't, protect yourself and the ones you love if the situation should arise. Right. Yep. So, but it's a sport that has rules. So if you've only trained to obey those rules and all of a sudden you're placed in a situation where you are, you are plucked out of your comfort zone and there are different equations thrown at you that you haven't trained for because those are against the rules. That is where you're going to see some MMA guys falter. If you know what I mean? So, yes. so you put me in that ring, and odds are I'm gonna lose. But you know, mm. if that person, <laughs> I don't, know. don't flatter me. I, I might, I, I, you know, it, it. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't hold my own, but you know, I, I, it's like you know McGregor stepping into Mayweather's world. You know, McGregor's a great fighter. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to meet him on the street. But you know, putting him into Mayweather's world and putting and you know putting him in against those rules, where you know Mayweather you know knows him inside and out and has fought guys, you know for you know for almost a decade now. Ugh. So, but you know if you you know if that MMA person you know for whatever reason you know you know 
decides to mug me on the street, all right, well, now you're in my world. Right. And, and, you know, I, you, you know, you probably don't know, you know, you're not used to, you know, breaking that arm or, or collapsing that windpipe or, you know, sh- you know, the gloves are off, you know, sh- you know, shattering those ribs or, you know, smashing that instep of the foot. Just, just, just grinding the knuckles is just the thing that nobody thinks about. And even just when you train it, it's just, you get, you get mat burn. Mm-hmm. That alone is just like, ugh, like, and then somebody's like, think about that on the pavement. It's just yeah. like, no, I don't want to think about that on the pavement. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. disgusting if you did that to somebody on the pavement. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Absolutely. No, no you're right. I think, I think, I think. Or, you know, and, 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 you know, if they, they get you in the clinch, you know, if you're, if I'm in a self-defense situation and somebody's got me in a clinch, you know, I'm, I'm going to look for the first opportunity to rip your ear off. Yeah, because because that's that's the situation we're in. Right. You know, I'm going to look for that opportunity to, you know, you know, to take my thumb and jam it so far in your fucking eye. And then I'm gone because I don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, I I, I, do you get this question a lot. And I always complain to Mikey about about two things. One is the first one is I uh, I don't ever broadcast that I train in martial arts. Mm hmm. I don't like going like, hey, I train in martial arts. Do you train in martial arts? Like, that's not how I talk. That's a bullshit way to to talk, to talk about it. But I've had enough times where people have overheard that I train, and it's always the same same questionnaire. It's what do you train in? What is your rank? Like, what's your belt? And then it's where do you train? Now, I've complained about this before to Mikey about how much I hate that second question because I don't even think about asking if somebody's rank, like. I definitely did when I first started, but now where I am, especially, I just go, what do you train in? How long have you been training? And do you still train? Yeah. And they go, yeah, I still yeah. train. I go, that's awesome that you still train. Where do you train? At? And then I, then I want to know where you train. If you're willing, if I say, how long you've been training? You say eight years. Holy shit. Do you still train? Yeah. Dude, good for you. That's all. I, I say that. That's awesome. That's so cool to hear. Where do you train? Like, oh, I train at like this karate spot up in Newington or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's cool. I never understand, and maybe it goes back to what you were saying with the, uh, it's the hot thing to do right now. It's like, oh, what kind of belt are you in yeah. BJJ, or what do you do in this and that? Yeah. And it's just this immediate questionnaire to the point where, like, I just did it earlier. Some guy asked me at work, he's like, oh, do you, you train? I heard you do jiu-jitsu. And I said, oh, I do, like, Aiki jiu-jitsu. It's kind of a little, a little bit more traditional. He's like, so more traditional than Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's actually, old. I was like, it's actually Japanese jiu-jitsu. It's, it's, I mean, right. I mean, these are, these are the samurais, Yeah. you know, you know, for that, you know, the stuff, which is some of the, which is what the, the beautiful thing about these traditional martial, martial arts are, right. It's like the throws that you, that you perform, right. right? Or the takedowns or the kotogaeshes that, that you perform, mm-hmm. you know, you know, have been done for thousands of years. The exact yes. same technique has been passed down for thousands of years, and and that's that's the art of the martial art part, which which is which is what I really like about about kung fu, especially is that it's not just the self defense aspect. It's like kung fu is 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 a way of life, right? right? It, it it teaches you to you know to respect the power of the human body, right? Yes. It teaches you to have respect for your opponent, right? It teaches you to be healthy. It teaches you to take care of yourself, right? To to you know respect others, you know respect self control, self discipline. You know those are those are the the main things that a traditional school will will teach a young student. You know I hate to say it, but like. 
you know, the, the studios that are like really thriving and surviving. And there are some out there who I, I shouldn't generalize and I shouldn't lump them into this because there are some really good schools out there with some, with some good instructors who are doing very well. But the schools that are really thriving are the ones that, you know, you know, you, you, you get in there and it's like, oh yeah, you know, like, oh, you, you'll get your black belt within, within a year, two years, maybe, you know, if you, McDojo's. you know, and, right. It's like, you'll get your black belt within two years, but we'll guarantee it in one year. If you sign up for this, you know, this extra thing and, you know, you have, you know, your, your white belt and then, you know, your yellow belt. And then it's the yellow belt with, you know, the, the orange stripe down the middle. And then you get your orange belt and it's like $150 a test and, it's like, what, really? And, you know, these kids are learning, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I see that more and more and more. And like, and because it's, I mean, right, it's it's a business. It is. When the root of it is a business. And I'm not discrediting anybody who, you know, they, they have to, they have to run a business. Oh, no, no, no. They, understandable. But, you know, those, but, you know, and that, it's a shame because you don't see some of those, those, tradi- nobody, those traditional schools, you know, it's, it takes a certain person to to want to train that way. Nobody really wants to train that that, that, that way anymore. And even if, if it's tough for me, you know, like going to some of Sensei Neely's classes, I mean, that traditional, you know, that traditional, you know, it's the instructions are in Japanese and you start the class with that bow. And, yeah. you know, it's very, you know, you, you don't step off the mat and get a drink of water unless... Nope. He he gives you permission. Yes, yeah, so there's a permission too. You know there. You know, <laughs> I hate to say I hate to sound like a grumpy old man, but you know, not a lot of younger folks want that. You know, they want to step into that octagon for you know three minutes or whatever, and then go out and get their drink and bullshit with their buddy, and then go back in and, and hit the bag. And it's a great workout, and they're physically fit. But there's there's just so much more to the martial arts than you know throwing a strike or, or being able to stand up against an opponent for, for three minutes and not being able to get knocked down. It's so, so much more than that. It's, it's a, it's a way of life. It's, it's, it's tradition and respect and, you know, knowing that, you know, somebody, you know, your sensei or your Sifu, you know, has donated, you know, has donated their life to, to studying this and more importantly, passing it on to people they find worthy and who want to for it to be passed on to and that's a big responsibility you know because they're thinking about their legacies and if they choose you to pass this on you have to honor that legacy right right it's it's a weird it's a go, it goes back to that disconnect of it actually ties into my second point before the second thing that i was going to say but it, it ties into this point of there's this weird disconnect between "Quote unquote," which art is better? Like, which which is better? Is it MMA oh, or is it traditional? Exactly. That's such so, a stupid question. Yes, yeah. Chet's shaking his head right now, and I, and I very much I very much shake my head at this too. But it, it goes along right with the well, what rank are you? Question right into which quote cool, like quick side note. I'm very proud that I'm just I would say just barely halfway to black belt after six years. I think if I was anything higher, I would be kind of concerned because I've trained with people like. Dylan and like like Jay and, and Gina, people who have more years of experience than I do, especially in other arts too. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not, I'm not close. Like I, I would actually say that every time, since they would be like, oh, you have a belt test coming up. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not even close. What are you talking about? Like a belt test? Like I was like, I'm not even close to that, right? He's like, no, I think you're getting there. It's about time. I'm like, you sure? 
it's only been like a year. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty standard. I'm like, no, 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 no. It doesn't feel ready yet. He's like, okay. And then lo and behold, you would get tested, right? But it goes into the second part of the other thing right after the, like, what rank are you question is the, well, does that work or is that applicable or is that worth the investment? And I actually got into a conversation with an MMA person about it. And I said it perfectly because they were like, well, if I want to do something that's a practical thing, I would do MMA because I can see the tangible results. I can see hours of footage do all this stuff. And I said, yes. I was like, but if you're asking for the most efficient, like efficient thing to practice, I would say it all depends on what you want to apply it to. Like, I'm not going to recommend you do a self-defense art to do five fives. I'm not going to say that's going to make you ready for 25 minutes of a fight. Mm-hmm. For five rounds of five rounds of five minutes is not, that's not the point of that training. So that training is not going to get you prepared for that. That's not a thing. If you, if you want to do point fighting, like, I don't think a grappling art is going to really help you with anything close to that. Like, you need to know what you're aiming for. And I was like, if you're aiming for something that's applicable in a street situation, then you choose an art that's applicable to that, that trains for that. MMA does not train for that. Going back to what you said about rules, I was like, they don't allow eye pokes. What the fuck do you think is, is like, that's not applicable in a, right. in a street situation. I wouldn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think an MMA fighter, especially a professional MMA fighter, is going to be extremely proficient in a violent situation. But I think it's also understanding the point of what you're training for, which for whatever reason, and you'll probably understand this if, because I'm assuming you went through something like this and Mikey probably has too. But considering I've only trained in this art, in Aiki Jiu-Jitsu, the Daituru with, mm-hmm. with Sensei Neely, now Sensei uh, Fusco. It, it's, it's, I've gone through this weird progression of when I first started, I was so like enamored by it. I was so enamored by this. Because like, it's like learning guitar, which mm. Mikey knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, wow, everything's so hard, but I'm kind of getting it. And the next thing that you got something. And then it's like, wow, that's awesome. And then you keep doing it with the next thing. It's like, well, that was hard, but now I know it. That's awesome. You keep going. And the next thing you know, you're playing songs and then you're just, you're writing your own songs and it's fun. But with this kind of art, I think that lasted maybe for two years. Yeah, maybe two years. Then after that second year, it was a rough patch for me mentally in martial arts. Not that I didn't like doing it, but it was a weird thing where I started to just be like afraid of martial arts, where I was like, I'm going to go put myself in a situation against grown ass men and like fight essentially and get choked and thrown and slammed and kicked and punched and elbowed and all this other stuff. And it wasn't the pain I was afraid of. It was this weird thing where it was like, what am I doing this for? Because, and you know, you know, our sensei, like, right. It's, it's like, this is not like a gentle thing that I'm putting myself through. Like, I still have to pop all my joints all the time because of it. Like, I, I get made fun of, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, my wrist has to pop. I got well, to pop my wrist. Yeah. I got to pop my wrist. I got to pop my thumb every morning because of Jay. I got to pop my ankles. Yep. Like, I was like, it's. All that kneeling, you wait, and you're like, ooh. Ooh, yeah, oh, exactly. Knee exactly. Goes, there's that knee. Yeah. There's, oh, my <laughs> trick knee. <laughs> but there's that weird. I had a weird period. I had a weird two year period where I would go to class and almost resent myself in the sense of, do I know what I'm doing this for? And I was questioning almost why I was doing it because I wanted to do it because I wanted self-defense, but I wanted to know how to master my body in certain situations. And for whatever reason, for those two years, and I don't know what caused it. I don't know what ended it, but I was in that mindset of just, what am I doing this for? I'm here. I'm going to keep showing up because I said I would. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm not stopping. But the desire was kind of like, 
the fire was definitely not like this giant bonfire. It was kind of like uh, it needs some more logs in a way. Not that, again, I don't want to relate that to desire, but it was almost just this. You ever have that feeling when you were younger where it's just this weird thing of like, I'm training for this, but what am I? I'm not training for a contest. I'm not training for a fight. I'm not training for the reputation of it because I don't, I don't brag about what I'm doing. I don't, I'm not doing it for a rank because I, right. I still to this day, I, I respect my, my belt, but I, I don't do this for the color of my belt. That's right. I still don't do it for that. So I was kind of just doing it almost pointlessly. Like mm. I'm just showing up to class because I pay to come to this class and learn how to do this. So I'm going to keep doing it. So for two years, it felt like that. And then just recently, just like when we started training at this new location, when uh, Twin Dragons yep. uh, moved and I moved into this the, into this studio, all of a sudden it was like, I got it. I get it. I get it. I get this. I understand why I'm doing this. This makes sense. I got to get better at this. I got to get better at that. That doesn't make sense. That That's not working because I don't understand that enough. Like I need to double down on studying about this and I need to really focus on that and I need to really understand the mechanics of this move and oh, that's why the choke isn't working and that's why this isn't there. And now I'm like right back where I started where it's like, oh my God, everything is amazing. Every class is awesome. Like like that whole, the point is there again, which is weird. But did you ever have that period in Mikey? Did you ever have that? I know you were a little more hot and cold because of the family stuff and also your yeah, personal well, life that happened. Just to go back to like my roots, I mean the primary reason I even got into it in the first place was due to family tradition. Um, so did I, you even have a choice or were they just like, Oh no, no, no. I, I, I definitely wasn't forced into it. Um, my grandfather, uh, was the one who taught me Shotokan and he actually owned a school back in the seventies. And that's where my mom, you know, her brother and sisters went and trained after school, whatever. And then, um, so I was introduced to it. Um, actually not until I was about 17, but the idea of martial arts was introduced to me at seven. Um, from there I took Taekwondo, uh, for a few years. Um, I've been very on and off for the last 20 years. And Mm -hmm. then when I was 17, I finally decided, you know what, let me, let me learn what my, the rest of my family did, you know, what my mom went through, my grandfather. And, uh, I did Shotokan for four or five years. And then just, again, life got in the way. And then, you know, doing those types of styles and then getting into Aiki was very just how, like... How did that happen? I forget how I got you to class. I really don't remember how well, that you, happened. You, d- you talked about it a lot at the hotel. Well, you could be persistent as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Like, <laughs> I think I just said you should come down. Maybe. Uh, yeah, you might have said, oh, yeah, you, you know, he'll let you try out a class or whatever. Um you know, in Shotokan, I'm not sure. I mean, just my perspective, Kung Fu is very fluid. Mm-hmm. And something like Shotokan, you're you're very tense all the time, especially yeah. when you start getting into the brown belt and black belt forms uh, or katas. And uh, it took me a while just to loosen up. Just something very basic, you know. Anytime he would go to show me, you know, white belt kata. He's like, Mike, you're, you're very tense. Like, that's what I've been trained to do, especially in Shotokan. Just yeah. every. It, it, the thing, too, with that, getting into the brown belt katas is they were very. I think I described this, too. Very slow motion. You said very. You said that. You very tense. Deliberate, but, you said. Yes. Like very. 
you had to be very deliberate. Yeah. So, you know, doing that for a few years and then having to just loosen up and use the opponent's energy against them was confusing to me. Well, it's a different mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So, so because of that, then you never had that same kind of like, cause I know you're in and out of it all the time because of all, everything that goes on in your life. So you never really had that same thing though. Right. Like, right. or did you? Or did you always get to like pop out of the water and be like, okay, cool. I got to focus on like my family or I got to focus on this thing. I like all the things that happen. Yeah. I mean, family is always a priority or, you know, something work related. But, um, but when I'm, when I get back into it, I'm very passionate about it. You're back in, you're back. I'm back in, you know, until something else comes up. Until something else happens in life. So, what about you? Do you have, have you had that moment? Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, so I, you know, because I started when I was 10, right? So my desire of wanting to go to class, you know, shifted over the years, right? So at first, you know, wow, this is, you know, this is pretty cool. My uncle did it, you know, everyone's excited that I'm doing this. You know, this is, this is pretty cool. You know, I, I'm learning something that nobody else learns, right? And then I met this cute girl who trained with me and so then it was like i gotta get really good so i can you know impress and date this cute girl which i did always and then um and then you know and then you know you hit you hit a certain age where you're like i really want like you know sensei you know is really you know i'm like one of i think i'm one of his top students i really want to i don't want to let him down i want to be one of his black belts and you know you know that that rank that desire to achieve that rank you know, I, I would lie if I said, you know, I think everybody, you know, go. I think it's a younger thing, you know, because I, I got my black belt when I was maybe 15, my first degree when I was maybe like 15 or something like that. Okay. And so it, it, it comes with the age where you're like, yes, but, you know, you hit it. And then and then now, you know, I remember him saying, be like, okay, now the real journey begins. You know, here we go. And, you know, listening to you describe about like Shotokan and like the way the forms kind of, um, you know, how you know it's like you're very tense and you're very stiff and then i think it's a i think it's a it's a progression as you as you train more and you and you learn how to move your body properly like with 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 kempo which is which is a very it's it's a very you know it's it's a mix of it started in okinawa and then it moved to hawaii and then it, so it it's got this blend of like your your traditional hard japanese karate and it's got this other blend of, you know, a, a softer Shaolin Kung Fu, which is why it's called Shaolin Kempo. And then as you progress in rank, the higher the, the higher in rank you got and the forms you learned looked more and more like my traditional Kung Fu forms, which I thought were, oh. were re- it, it was really, really interesting because, you know, it's, it's tough to move your body in the way that some of those higher ranking forms demand of you. Um, and I think, you know, you know, going from tense to being able to relax a little bit and being tense at the moment of impact where you need to be tense, you know, that increases your power, it increases your speed, it increases your flexibility, it allows your, your footwork to be where, where it needs to be. Right. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's, it's all this progression. Um, but no, I mean, and I, I stopped for a while, you know, I had a, I had a falling out with, you know, somebody I was, I was training with and my, my priorities in life shifted and I reached a point where 
you know, I was a little overweight <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, oh, I never looked like this before. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I got slow and, you know, I said, I should, I should really get back into this. And, um, you know, I do, I credit my wife tremendously where she was like, it, this was a big part of your life. She's like, you should, if this is important to you, you should, you should get back into it. And I did. And, you know, ne never looked back. So that's good. That's good. It's, it's reassuring to hear about how it's like, oh, that's a familiar thing that happens. Like, Absolutely. It's a, it's a familiar feeling of like which is which is all about the journey, man. I mean, you know how many, you know, you know how many people start the martial arts and, you know, you know, or like with the like let's say, you know, let's just put black belt as that benchmark. You know how many people start the martial arts and say, "Yeah, I'll get that black belt and just and just they fall off the face of the earth." I mean, right? How many how many friends do you know who are like, "Oh, yeah, I did that for, you know, a year or two when I was yeah. younger." Mm -hmm. And then they're like, "F this." Because it, it you know, it just, it takes, it takes a lot. It's not just about hitting a bag. That's a good point. It's not just about hitting a bag or it's not just about, you know, that, that, that grapple. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot more. It's, it's weird. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm hitting this next stage mentally with martial arts and it's, it's really, it's really invigorating. It's a real like rejuvenating feeling of like mm -hmm. putting on the gi and, snapping your belt in it's just like i don't know what it is it's just before it was kind of again it just felt like it's almost like and I, and I can only imagine this is how it feels like for a lot of people um because i work out a lot right i work out a lot i guess is 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 um that's 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 that could that's detailed to however you look at it right that's your perspective but i, I go to the gym right i go to the gym because i do things i do martial arts i play hockey like i have to i, I just want to be in physical shape for my activities but I see people there that I know because I've even seen friends there that don't do a sport and they're doing the gym. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine like the lack of motivation or, or the, the difficulty in finding and firing that motivation up to be like, I'm going to go to the gym just because I want to look good naked. And that's it. And I may be naked at best once or twice a week. Like that's like that's like that's it. It's not like oh I want to be faster and more flexible and if like, and when I find somebody who also <laughs> wants to see me naked, exactly. I better look good. I will be sure. ready. That motivation is so different from when I see people there with like football shirts on or baseball shirts on or like track and field shirts on. The people that have a sport like I see that right, it's like a means to an end, right? I have yeah. to be at this gym in order to really perform well they see it as what investment. i want to perform well on. yeah it's like the gym is not like oh i have to go do this it's like well no it's the investment into myself oh i hate the gym i i i haven't <laughs> set step foot in a gym in a long time this brings but this brings me to my next point i was gonna say there's something and i was again the same friend timmy because he was like if i took a martial art what would you recommend and i was like i i honestly think kung fu he was like, why Kung Fu? You don't train in Kung Fu. And I was like, I know I don't train in Kung Fu, nor have I ever trained in Kung Fu. But I've seen the people and seen the classes of Kung Fu. <laughs> and let me tell you something. You're, and I was talking to him. I was like, I know you don't go to the gym as much. You don't work out that much at all. And I was like, I think Kung Fu would be perfect for you. He was like, why is that? And I was like, because it's just the demand. I was like, imagine you're doing like violent yoga in a way or, and that's kind of yeah. what it is. That's kind that's basically what it is. It's extremely violent yoga. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, let me put it this way. At the end of every Kung Fu class that I would walk, literally walk into and stare at them doing, and then walk between them to go get changed. 
it's literally just like six people sweating in a room and then their shirts are just drenched dark because they're sweating so much. And sometimes they have weapons and I can't walk because there's weapons flying right, in the air. Right. I was right. like, that's a Kung Fu class. And I was like, my class when it's over, you're just hoping bones aren't broken. Yep. Like, and I'm not really sweating that much. I'm just like making sure I'm okay and I'm not permanently injured. Yeah. And then like, that's mm-hmm. class. I was like, yes, it takes, it takes effort and exertion no matter what martial art you do. I was like, but from what I just personally see with, I, I, I forget the, I don't know what the move is. And I remember Gina doing this move and I was just like, Ooh, it was like some weird, like snap kick. I don't know even how to describe it. Cause I don't, don't do Kung Fu, but standing on one foot, one leg kicking, like almost heel up forward somehow, like sideways, like almost like a soccer kick, but then stepping back and then almost like doing like a piston squat immediately so like it was kicking and recoiling in the chamber into a squat like a one-legged squat and i remember being like "Ooh, like that's something i do like just a squat by itself and that sucks like and i was just like Ugh. that's why they sweat so much like because i've never watched the whole class i only saw like the right the, the right. second half and the ending of it and i was like oh that's why like that's that explains why they're, they're sweating a lot it's because they're basically doing plyometric work for like an hour yeah. and a half. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. So I was telling them that. But would you agree with that? Don't get me wrong. I know people who are listening, if you are a martial artist and your art's not being talked about right now, yes, I know Muay Thai is very conditioning. I know Taekwondo works a lot. And I know everything is, is an exertion to some point. But like, would you think I was wrong in that recommendation of saying that? Or do you think that would be a pretty accurate recommendation to be like, no, I think Kung Fu would be good for you. Well, how about this follow-up question? Should a first style to be taught Ooh, okay. be a striking or grappling? Because we've discussed Ooh. this before. Ooh. That's Someone that's question. completely new to the idea of martial arts, would you recommend a grappling or a striking <laughs> style? I would, I would recommend a striking style. A striking? Why? Besides you like it. <laughs> right, so I'm, I'm I'm a little a little biased to it, I, I I guess, but I would I think a striking style. I think it's it's easier to get into. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about you know getting somebody you know to have buy-in and not being turned away, you know a grappling style. I mean, you know people aren't used to you know being on the ground and having somebody's body pinned over them. You know, that's, if you're not used to it, you know, that can be a little bit uncomfortable, you yeah. know, if you're, if you're not invested in the martial arts, let's say, right. You know, it, it, it could be a little off-putting. It's like, oh, I don't want this freaking stranger on me. Yeah. Um, so if you kind of coax them in, you know, with, you know, with the, you know, learning how to strike first and be like, okay, well, you know, now we got to work on ground stuff and they're already bought in, you know, to the style, then, then I think it's a little easier, but in terms of you know, practically, you know, if I'm going to, I think if I had to pick one or the other, like what's going to serve me best in defending myself, I would, I would argue that us, the striking art would, um, would, would, would serve you best. Even though I've said earlier that 90% of fights go to the ground. Right. If you know what you're doing, you know, odds are you're not going, you're, you're not going to the ground with them. Or the fight is right. over before, you know, that this dope who's attacking you gets a chance to pin you to the ground. Right. 
Right. And I think I made that point too. Like you already failed if you ended up on the ground in the first place. Right. Something, something, if you, if you end up right, something went wrong. If you, if I think if you, if you've ended up on the ground, I think if you're in a self-defense situation or you're in a situation where the first thing you do is, you know, is like, you know, shoot in on that person and then, and then take them down. I mean, you know, it's, it's got its place. And sometimes the fight can be ended right there because if they have no idea what they're doing, either they're knocked out from that fall or they've oh, yeah, reached yeah. their hand out and broken a broken a wrist, and you know they're writhing in pain. And congrats, you won. Yes. Um, but I mean, there's the margin for error is 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 uh, is is dangerous when yes. you're on the ground. I think I think a lot more. Um, I think you can you can find yourself in trouble a lot more, especially in that self defense situation where if you're on the ground, you you know it's hard to be aware of what else is going on around you. You know it's hard to it's hard to be aware if that if this guy you're fighting has three buddies who you didn't you didn't recognize and are now behind you. You know and they've got a bottle and let's say you're on top and now all of a sudden you know you get hit from behind. Whereas if you're a striker and you're kind of upright and you've you've got a command of the room a little bit you know i'm just and again i you know probably am coming from a biased point of view but um you know i just think i just think it 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 striking you know knowing how to strike serves you serves you well there's there's a comment that go that gets applied that could be applied to striking and that is wrestlers always say wrestling is the best martial art and they talk about how old it is and all this other stuff, but they say with the skill of wrestling, you can dictate if the fight takes place standing or on the ground. Mm-hmm. But that same concept applies to striking. If you know how to have distance and gap control, it's kind of like, well, you technically also dictate if it stays up right. or if it gets to a dangerous point where it could go, the possibility of it going to the ground does occur. There's a horrible video of an MMA fighter getting attacked like that. They, it went to the ground, they like pulled guard. And went to the ground, and then they were roll, rolling around. Dude's friends came up with bats. Yeah. And just, I, th- I think they just, they, I think it happened in Brazil, but it just, they just, they just fucked them up. Yeah, because you're just, I mean, you're, 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 a, you're concentrated on the opponent on the ground. B, you're probably thinking about getting up, or, and you just, you just lose that situational awareness, which yes. in the real world, not in a controlled environment like the octagon is, is very very dangerous right right you actually brought up a you brought up a point what are you what is your opinion on martial arts in especially the older movies compared to today's movies such as taken and shit like that and the boring movies when it comes to martial arts and film because i feel like striking is also way more entertaining than grappling but it's funny because i feel like it's now turned to grappling because i feel like now when you watch the john wick movies you now watch Taken. You now watch the Bourne movies. You watch just like modern, like big <laughs> Hollywood. Not big, not big. Mar- I'm not saying like Ong Bak or like, you know, The Raid. I'm not talking about stuff like that, which The Raid is also very heavily well, grappling based. But oh, The Raid, what a great movie. But, so, but you know what I mean, though, right? Like, so, <laughs> so to talk about John Wick, while I find, you know, the, while I find, <laughs> I find the John Wick movies, you know, equally entertaining as i do absolutely horrifying (laughs) as you know just just like just just the amount of like you know gun violence that are in those movies just in like you know the the day and age that we're in i find horrifying i'm like oh my god but 
you know, that those movies that he's fucking doing straight up tempo and it is sick. <laughs> you know, when he takes those guys out, right, they get you you watch, watch those movies, those dudes get one shot. They get one punch or one kick, and all of a sudden they are broken or, or, or on the ground. Or you know, I like you know the the stuff where they come out with a gun and he does you know at the Kotogayesh into then he right they yes. makes them shoot themselves. You know that's that's a le, you know le, le, legit technique. Um, so I really enjoyed the John Wick movies. So those are you know accurate, I kind of right? those yes the choreography the martial arts choreography in the John Wick movies and in like a movie like The Raid. Um, and even in the Bourne movies, you know, the, the cinema, I, my issue with the Bourne movies is the cinematography, you know, kind of, you know, cause Matt Damon really didn't have, he had no idea what he was doing, but, um, so the cinematography kind of hid that a right. little bit. Whereas you get with these older movies, with these guys who really know what they're doing, you know, that allows for the wider shots, Yes, you know, that, that, that you look and, you know, we're talking about Jackie Chan and those, those wide angle shots that zoom in and, and right there is not a cut frame for, you know, five minutes straight. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch one of those Bourne movies and you, you, you will not see that, you know, unless it's a wide shot with their stunt doubles. Right, right, right. You know, but watch the Bourne movies and, you know, very closely and it's all, it's all in close and you're like, oh, well, it, it, it's cool. And it's got some, it's got some legitimate techniques in there that are really nice. But the way it was filmed, you know, it's because he, Matt Damon really didn't have any idea. And I like Matt Damon, but he just had no idea what he was doing. Right, right. I had a, I had a big, um, a big, a newfound respect for, I went down the rabbit hole on Wikipedia with The Matrix and uh, the story itself Ooh. is so awesome. But the thing that I really, that really was that a pun down the rabbit hole with The Matrix? <laughs> it wasn't, no. did you it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. I did. I definitely did on, on Wikipedia. But something that was cool was when they talked about how Keanu Reeves like fell in love with Kung Fu because of that movie. Yeah. He fell in love with martial arts. And I think... Which is what makes his work in the John Wick movies really good. Aside from the fact that he's a bit of a gun nut, which is fine. He is. He is. You know. But, but it, he kind of... I think it's because he partnered... And if Timmy was here, he could, he could specify this. He's a movie guy. He partnered with the same the same guys for the fight scenes from the matrix because mm. he's been working with them ever since he's like well no you guys are awesome like i'm we're hanging out like we're gonna keep doing these films i'm gonna keep doing these sequences like this but um it's a movie that nobody talks about as far as for any depiction of the fighting of it and you're gonna laugh at this but i think is the last samurai now i don't th- I, I don't know love the Last Samurai. Okay, you do. I was gonna say, um, besides the movie, like, like, so Mikey brought in some movies here, Drunken Master, Once Upon a Time in China, like old school. Yeah, Once so, Upon a Time in China. Yes, yeah, so, some I, old three school of them. movies. Yeah, yeah, Once Upon a Time in China three. Um, there's, you, you don't see them anymore, and I understand it's because it's not as realistic to see people carrying katanas and staffs and spears around. But well, it was outlawed in the Meiji Restoration. So yes, well. <laughs> I'm just sorry. saying. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was just saying. It's it's weird because you almost don't see the representation of of fighting with those weapons other than Jet Li, Jackie Chan, and and maybe who else? Because I'm trying to think of another mo- another guy who would uh, uh, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. Maybe that's it. But you don't see that representation. And the last time I saw that representation, like displayed in a somewhat realistic way, compared to like the uh, like a, a really elaborate, crazy, uh, uh, like Legolas bow and arrow style way would be um, Last Samurai, what you just said. 
Like, would you agree, or, or am I wrong because I just don't watch enough of these movies? So I guess I maybe I missed. I don't like. Are you are oh. you saying that the Jackie Chan style movies are different than the Last Samurai? Like the no, choreography is different. I'm or? saying those movies are are kind of like that's that was the meat and potatoes of in film when you saw weapons being used in the way they're being used. Okay. Whether Jackie Chan picked up a chair. Okay. Or Jet Li picked up a sword on the ground or kicked a sword up and caught it, like that kind yep. of stuff, or like found it, broke a staff off of something. The closest thing you saw to that in a more <laughs> modern, recent film, the last thing I can remember. Oh, oh. That's okay. an accurate, like, no, this is this is a realistic world that's being set. It's not like I can take a staff and use it to, to like, run over the lily pads. Right, and so, right, you're, right. And you're, when you talk about that, you're talking about that traditional Hong Kong style of, of, of filmmaking, right? Yeah. It was sort yeah. of that. That elevated, you know, had a fantasy, a l- little bit of a fantasy yeah. element to mm-hmm. it. That mythical, right, right, status. For me, it was the Last Samurai, and I just wanted to say, okay, like, now the, I'm with you. Now yeah, I wanted you. to get your thoughts on the Last Samurai, but also, am I wrong because I just don't know enough of these movies, or because all the modern movies, like like the Ong Bak movies, or even mm-hmm. Donnie Yen's, oh, Donnie Yen's the exception, right? But like, uh, there's another guy besides Tony Jaa that's, that's getting big, the guy from the raid, um, the two guys from the raid. I don't know. There, I, I know. I think, yes, but, but you know what I'm talking about. But you don't see like, oh, they're using swords. Like they're using traditional weapons. It's not like oh, switchblades and right. like, bayonetas. Right. It's like it's it's something different. Um, but you said you loved Last Samurai. I did. I I really <laughs> liked like the Last Samurai. Well, I mean, you know, and you know the whole. Caucasian guy being the last samurai, you know, didn't it, it didn't bother me because I had an appreciation of the time period where Japan was reaching out to the Western world and right. and you know uh, the emperor was trying to modernize Japan and and things like that and you know these you know these samurai were you know the 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 last of the you know their ancestors you know guarded the shogun and you know now that shogunite you know, rule had, had fallen. So I just had a whole appreciation for, for the time period of the film. And I think they did a really nice job with, with the traditional, um, you know, Japanese way of fighting. So, you know, in terms of Kung Fu and traditional, you know, Japanese swordsmanship, you, you know, they're, they're very, 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 very different. You know, Kung Fu is, is particularly, it's beautiful to watch and it's, and it's entertaining to watch. You know, w- while I have an immense appreciation for the art of the Japanese sword, it's not particularly fun to watch, right? Because it's very efficient. It's very, you know, you know, you know, satsu, right? One cut, one kill. Yes. So you know, it's like the 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 clinging of swords and the big, you know, that's that's not that's not you know uh, how it was, right? right. It's it's it, that was a good entertainment value. But so what the I liked about the Last Samurai is while you know you had a lot of the it was very entertaining, they you know if you really watch that movie and you really watch that choreography, it's not you know a big drawn out sword fight one on one sword fight you know these guys are just cutting through people you know it's like it's like it's a it's a parry cut and you know it's like you know move slice and it's 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 good because it's what they do they have a nice like there's a lot of people involved in those fights. So, w- w- which I like, which I liked a lot. I thought they did a nice job with. I, I remember those training scenes with the wooden, the wooden katanas, the Bokens, the yeah. Bokens. I just like, I cringe. Oh, watching those that. suck to get hit with. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. But like, like, that's what I mean. Like they were like, 
Nope, you're gonna. To you, this is real. You're gonna cut through this person. Just hit him with right. two, just wham, and just like just. And it, they didn't even look like well conditioned. They looked like they've been they beat people with them for so many. Like you saw them, and they had like little dents, and they were. Well, dark yeah, I mean, the, those, like, the, those are those are the other those are the other Boken, you know, clashing clashing against them, right? Because yeah, that, that's how that's how they would train, right? And so it was, you know, all right. So if he's coming down from on high, right, I'm going to put that block up that's gonna uh, that'll fold off and now i come around and cut the leg out or i miss it entirely um you know a lot of the japanese is a lot of the japanese swordsmanship is is centered around you know some of the elements like fire earth water and air right so fire consumes you know the opponent so it's it's a very aggressive style and it doesn't hesitate to meet sword on sword and sort of over you know all of a sudden you're overwhelmed as fire does water you you flow around your opponent right and so you know you you know you you re, water can redirect and so you know that sword you redirect that sword and then you make that kill you know earth is is a very stopping power right so it's it's getting in close and like jamming that guard before they even have a chance to draw the sword or you don't let them finish the cut because you're 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 so in close and you've jammed them right. and then air you're just right you're, you're not even there right they make that cut and you're just You've you've moved around it, and the next thing they know, right, they're disemboweled. Yeah, so they're spilling their guts out. So, yeah. what was the last uh, the last great movie you saw, or your favorite movie that you've seen recently, martial arts wise? Martial arts wise, yes. Ooh, it I could got, be, it could be. I got I got to think about that. So if anybody has an answer, jump in while I. It, it could be it, it could be a movie just with like a, a great martial arts scene. It doesn't have to be a martial arts specific movie, but just when I say. Right. Well, just that. What's the last like fight movie you've seen that has been your favorite? So that's been your. All right. So the last movie that I saw, uh, um, that's really really good is um, you can find it on Netflix and it's called Thirteen Assassins. It's it's a it's a Japanese movie, and it takes Ooh. place um, you know during the Shogun era of Japan, uh, where you know. This they have to you know these band of these band of Ronin essentially you know team up with this with this one samurai noble to remove another noble who you know has just completely dishonored the clan and 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 whatnot and it's in terms of like choreography it's it's very very well done. Um, but I've that's seen it. A, I've seen it. That's a yeah. great great movie. That is a good movie. What about you? I know you watch movies. Yeah, no, uh, the last few movies I saw also on Netflix, uh, the It Man trilogy. Yeah. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Donnie Yen. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? That's that? that's something we've never we haven't discussed is um it man or, or, or did, didn't uh, didn't touch on is uh no just um Wing Chun that's all Wing Chun yeah Wing Chun which is what that which is what oh that you mean. that style yes is. yes define that style ooh. Define define that style. It's um, it's a very hard style. It's 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 a it's very it's a lot of um, it's a lot of blocks. It's a lot of blocks and counters, and so it's you know it's you know somebody throws that punch and maybe maybe you know your block so hard it breaks breaks the arm of the of the opponent throwing throwing that strike, and you know it's it's very fast, and so you know you throw that strike and. Right, I blocked it, but before you really know it, I've hit you three or four times. Right, right. it's kind of like bang, 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 bang. Right, they train on that wooden dummy. If you if you see somebody training on that wooden dummy, 
you know, that's yeah. got all the that's got all the arms out and they're yep. they're blocking the arms and they're finding the way in between the arms to strike the center mass of the dummy. You know, Google Wing Chun dummy. You yeah. know, and, and then you'll see these guys going like bing, 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 bing. Um that's that's Wing Chun. So it's I, I mean I don't I don't I'm not a practitioner, so it's 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 tough for me to describe it without like kind of a visual aid. Would you ever want to? Train in it? Yeah. Absolutely. Or, my yeah? my Sifu Takwa Ang um has, you know, he's 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 starting to work on some some wooden dummy stuff, which is which is kind of cool, but you no, know, I would I would absolutely I would absolutely train in it. See, there's almost a, a Oh, by the way, quick quick inter- intersection. For me, it would be John Wick 2. Was the last movie I saw where I was like Oh wow! Like I, because maybe it's just because I, I don't watch a lot of movies, and that was the first movie I've seen in since I've been training for a while. And I was like, I recognize those moves. I was like, Oh wait, those are actual moves he's yeah. doing. They're not like Hollywood. I like the movies. first one better than the second one. I haven't seen the first one. You haven't seen the first one? No, I saw the second one. Oh, you're gonna. Oh. <laughs> is it better than the second one? It is. I think it's better than it the second better. one. Um, it's got, it's got heartbreak right at the very beginning. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that that poor dog, man. Yeah. So, and then it's got Theon Greyjoy in it, who so he's he's entertaining to watch. Yes. And I think it's got a lot. It's got a lot of really good, really good um, fight scenes. Yeah, Kempo in it. Yeah, because in the second one, like it wasn't a lot of hand to hand. There was hand to hand. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot more. I thought I thought there was a lot more weaponry in the second one. There was. There was a lot more weaponry. Where it's just he has guns literally laying around just to pick up right, and use. Right. Right. So right. There was a lot of weaponry. Yes. Um. So we're talking about oh, I for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's because of the art of of Aikido Jitsu or if it's because of the teachers we have, but I don't have a desire to train in another art. Mm-hmm. I did at one point. I was like, I kind of want to try something different. At one, I was thinking about it, like maybe I should try something different. Well, you're like, always welcome to the CT Kung Fu. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I um, I still need to go down. I, I told uh, I told Gina I would give it a shot because. Uh, I was talking to her, and she told me to come down. I was like, yeah, no, that would be fun to come down and try. Well, but, don't break off with Sensei Neely and come train with me, because I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. No, I, I, I would never leave All right, my, my art or school. But that that desire, like you like you just said, like, oh, I would love to train in, in Wing Chun. And I'm sure Mikey has an art that he... I think maybe the one art I would really want to get into would maybe be Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But that's not enough of a maybe. Maybe for me to be like, I'm gonna go try a free class. Right. That's how much. That's how fringe maybe that is. It's kind of like, oh, maybe I would want to do that. Eh, that's kind of it. It's just I feel. I feel like and I, I've been told by this by Dylan, yeah. you know, a mutual friend and trainee. Uh, like it's almost cool. It's almost good that I've only done this one art, because I'm not tainted, as he said. He's like, you're not tainted with bad habits of other arts. Yep. And bleed in. And going back to that that uh, Bruce Lee quote you said, I've realized, especially now, the more that like we do some some like freeform stuff in class, I'm like, I don't do anything from like a lot of my ranks. I still do like the basic. I love just falling back to my basic techniques. I don't need to know this crazy lock to transfer, to throw, to drop, and like switch. And it's like, no, I'm just gonna do this move that I did since I first started because I like it and it feels good and yep. it's applicable. And ninety percent of the situations I'm gonna be That's in. That's all you need. You just need one te- You just need one technique yes. that you can adapt to different situations. Yeah, and just, and just crush it and crush it and crush it and crush it. Yeah, like um. 
I, I, I found out that like I, I, I always struggled to get the wrist lock. I always struggled for it. And now it's like I can just jerk the wrist and go for what I really want, which is chokes. I like chokes. I like mm-hmm. stinking and chokes now. It's this thing that I got within the past year where I was like, how do you choke somebody? And Sensei Fusco was like, oh, you never like broke it down? I was like, no. He's like, oh, I'll break it down for you. He just choked me for like 20 minutes. Yep. And then I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense now. Now it's just this and it's. It's like that, and it's like, oh, I can like, like really, really like clench it in now. And I was like, ooh, I just want to get to these parts. Like this is just way easier for me to get to. Like it's way easier for me to get in those. It's more fun for me to be in those positions because it feels yeah. more comfortable. I feel way more comfortable trying to lock that in. And I, I'm like traumatized, I think, from Dylan and Jay of like failing getting wrist locks on them as like a yellow belt. And like, oh my god! And then like, they're just staring at me, and I'm like, he could be punching me so many times. Like, and they're just shaking their heads, like, that's not Nikio. <laughs> that's exactly what they say. That's not Nikio. That's not. You didn't get Nikio. That's not it. That's not it. Nope. Still no. Still no. Then Dylan just like, okay, okay, just you know, I have to like re, re like realign me. It's like you got to do it like this. Like literally push my body into place. It's like that's a Nikio. Okay, that's it. But Jay would just be like, nope. He would just—he wouldn't even be looking at me. He would actually just be like stretching his neck, while I would be like failing. So I'd yeah. be like, ah, and he'd just be like this, looking around, and then just like God, he was one big motherfucker. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he would just be like, no, you got to go harder, a little, a little more. No, you got to like really. Gotta, and I'm like, I'm my, I'm, I'm doing it wrong, right? But I'm like on my tippy toes, putting all my weight into his wrist, trying to like just force it in that direction. And he's not even fighting it. It's just he's that. Just, there's so much muscle and yeah. tendon. Yeah. It's like it's like he's like you know those jacked bulls you see like the ones that like they're on steroids. That's what he felt like. And I was just like, this is not good. And he's just like, yeah, it's not. Good. And then if Sensei said Jay resist, and he would just like push me off, and then just like hit me. <laughs> Like a like a cartoon. So I think maybe I'm scarred in that way because I've just like realized how many times I failed with it and how easy it is to fail if you don't get it just right. Mm-hmm. So I like using it now more more as that transfer of like oh, I'm gonna do this for just a, just like a flash distraction to okay and now I can push over and get that and I, I just I want to get to the neck right maybe that's it but I've never still to this day never craved like going to a different school. I've 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 craved checking out schools or supporting like CT Kung Fu like that interests me more, but I don't know why like there's just I, I've never had this desire strong enough to go do anything. Have you, Mikey, or have you? I mean, I've I kind of already did. You know, just <laughs> the transition from Shotokan to Aiki. You was know, a big, that was a big and actually and it. That was actually a great example you brought up brought up before. Um, you know, just bringing in those old bad habits into a new style. Like I was saying, you know, I, I even up until I quit, I was still a very tense person. You know, I just yeah. couldn't grasp the idea of no, just be loose. You know, <laughs> just, and yeah, yeah. So I've I've already lived it. Already lived it. Is there an art you would not want to try? If somebody said, oh. We got you a free class at this school. Would you want to try this art? Taekwondo. You wouldn't want to try Taekwondo. Why? Um, it's... I just... Uh, don't like kicking? I have... No, 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 no. I just... No, I, I, I like kicking. It's just... I don't know. It's very... It's it's uh, it's too sporty. You know, that they... Yeah. You know, like... It's it's a big... It's a... They focus in a lot on, like, the, the sport aspect of, of Taekwondo... And right. like, it's all Olympics, yeah. Yeah, and it's like you know you can't you can't punch anybody in the head. I'm like, what do you mean you can't punch anybody in the head? So well, no, I just I just have no I just 
sorry. No. Sorry, Taekwondo people. <laughs> it's all good. So if you had to reference, if you had to, if you had to end the episode tonight with a referral of a movie for people to watch, what would it be? Not like your favorite movie or your most recent movie, but just a movie they think would really help somebody appreciate understanding of martial arts. What would you say? It doesn't have to be anything modern. No. No. Hence. I would say... You can look um, at some of these. Oh, boy. All right, so can I do... I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do two. Okay. Um, so I think uh, Jet Li's Fearless. Oh yeah. Is 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 really really good. I think if you want if you want an appreciation of 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 the art and how um, you know this was you know it's it wasn't just you know <laughs> you know they they put the Westerners as like you know the 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 bad guys. Right. 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 And they are they are the ones who don't. You know, their their only desire is to win and 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 crush these people, right? But these people, these you know, the the, the Chinese people, you know, have a have a long and proud history, you know, of of kung fu, and you know, it's it just showcases that it's it's not just a sport for them. It is like it's a way of life. It's rooted mm-hmm. in their it's rooted in their community in their traditions, right? The 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 kung fu masters and the sifus are like some of the most respected people in their in their town. And it's not until he fights the the um, Japanese uh, martial artist where they have that mutual respect for each other about you know like this is it's not just a sport right it's not just you know the the um, the Spanish rapier guy or or the the wrestler or the, the, or boxer. the boxer yeah mm-hmm. you know it's you know because we don't have you know we we appreciate it in the sense that wow that athlete is really good at what they do. Right. But for, you know, the Chinese and the Japanese cultures, I mean, this is, you know, this is something that would that def, that almost defined them for for generations. And right. I think that movie does a really nice job of, of showcasing that. Right. OK. OK. I know you have a movie or two. I mean, I have a stack right there. I mean, <laughs> I would say, oh, man. Well, let me put it this way. For me, I would say I, f- I forget the. I think it's the second Ip Man movie. We we talked about that scene where uh, Donnie Yen is placed against a Japanese martial artist, actually multiple, and that was a very visceral scene because at that moment it wasn't martial arts to me. It was China and Japan and their history. Mm-hmm. And it was a weird moment because it's not like I was under, under the influence of anything, but just in that moment, the way it was shot with the colors, it's almost black and gray, uh, a black and white almost. It's it's very dark tones. At a, in that moment, I remember thinking like, oh, and like all the Japanese guys are in full on geese and Donnie Yen's just like in robes. It was just a very visceral feeling of like, this is more than fighting. This is representation. This is history. This is their culture. This is an identity as people, not just, I like to fight. Like, ooh, let's brawl. Like, let's, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it, it changed for me kind of how I saw, to, like, Kung Fu especially and, and that specific scene alone. But I would say just from a, a visceral, like, a, just a, like, a edge of your seat, like, whoa, for me, was actually the thing you showed me, which was Ong Bak. Mm-hmm. 
when I saw that scene, I remember being like, that's, like, martial arts does that? Because I thought it was just like, oh, I'm going to punch you in the face. And you, you like, oh, you fell. Like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm used to Jackie Chan movies. He doesn't break kneecaps and, like, se- like separate shoulders and then smash elbows. And then, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> like, I was like, no, like, you just kick them and they fall. Like, hey, that's it. They're too hurt to go on and you're safe. It wasn't like, no, you want them to not walk straight again. You want them to be, like, permanently injured. Which Ong Bak for me was. I remember being like, oh, like, 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 again, I was cringing in a way of just like, this is, this is really mean. This is really mean. And you were like, yeah, isn't this sick? Isn't this awesome? And I was like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. But like, it's also really mean. Like, it's just, it's a mean, you're watching very mean things happen to people <laughs> from Tony Ja. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's super, it's super brutal. Which, well, <laughs> which, which, which nobody glorifies. Right. They glorify violence. They glorify the kill. They they glorify like the the comedy of it sometimes, a la Jackie Chan. But the brutal, like the brutality. That's that was like Mortal Kombat level brutality of like I'm gonna just like put your leg out. I'm gonna split your groin. I'm gonna break this and twist that off and do this and everybody's screaming and getting twisted and thrown. Like yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. what were you saying? No, no, no. I was just, you know, sort of going back to um, how, you know, martial arts is not just about, like, learning how to throw that strike. Right. Right. It's learning about when to throw it and when and when not to throw it. Right. So yes. you, you look at those scenes and you look at what these techniques can do to somebody. Yes. And, it you know, it teaches you to, to be to be measured. Right. It teaches you to, you know, this is why we have self-control and self-discipline. Right. Because we can really hurt some people. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it teaches you not to, you know, I, I would think be be a violent person and go on and go off and right and like start that brawl fight, you know, and or that, that bar fight or so or like be the one to like throw that throw that first punch because, you know, you're you're mad at or w- whatever it might be. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I think it, you know if you really know what you're doing and what it can do, you know, you don't necessarily want to be responsible for doing that to somebody, but you can, but you can, if you need to. Yes. And, you know, I've always been, you know, if somebody, if somebody's foolish enough to like put their hands on me, you know, they're, it, it's, it's going to be one of the last mistakes they make. Not right. that I'm going to kill them, but, but you <laughs> right, know, they're, right. they're, you know, they're going to think twice before putting their hands on somebody else. Right. That's, it's very accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to answer your question, I mean, I'm I'm very old school when it comes to um, film. So I would say anything produced by Golden Harvest, which was a huge production company in China. Um, you know, Master of Cracked Fingers, uh, Drunken Master, both Jackie Chan movies. Um, anything from like the 80s on with Jet Li. Did they do movies. Iron Monkey? Uh, Iron Monkey. With Don, that was an old Donnie Yen Shadow Kick. I want to say that's Golden Harvest. Movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and, okay. and and for me with that kind of stuff, it was more of watching the forms, as cheesy as the sound effects are, and um, not really too much plot going on in the movie itself. It was more about the form and. Pretty much what, I I mean, we could go back and forth, you know, like, again, when we talked about cinematography today, 
and like with the that the born movies and you know everything's up close or they shake the camera to make it seem more intense you know um it's just more traditional in my opinion yeah those guys really knew what they were doing because yes. they were i mean they practice the martial arts they were really good martial yeah. artists and then they, you put them in front of a camera and they really really showed their stuff i mean the things they did you know without i mean the actors were doing their own stunts essentially yes true true you know it was just very pure and that's that's what i appreciate from that era. representation right exactly okay. yeah cool and it's all and it's all like one frame yes you know like it's it's they're long frames so it's like that choreography is intense yes and these guys know that choreography it's not like okay matt here we go like bing 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 and then and then you know like reset yeah these guys are are sweating it out and it's probably filmed you know in from multiple cameras and they are just going for that, you know, five minute fight. Five minute scene. fight scene. Yeah. Yep. And like, I don't know if anybody's, you know, I've done fight choreography like that, and four minutes is a long, long time to be fighting somebody. It's it seems like it's forever. And then like you step back and watch it, and you're like, that thing. I remember we did this big. Me and John, we choreographed this big thing, and it felt forever when you were up there. And they're like, yeah, that's only about four minutes. And I'm like. <laughs> so it's a long time alright well we've been going for a while so we're going to wrap it up thank you for coming Chet really, my pleasure you should be coming on more often right exactly but uh, if you listening want to get into martial arts and want to train with Chet the same Chet you just heard for Hello. however many minutes we just went on uh, you can catch him in Wallingford at CT Kung Fu uh, classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you said? Yep, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, you could like us, you know, find us on Facebook, CT Kung Fu Club, or Connecticut Kung Fu Club, rather. So, yep, we're around. <laughs> All right, swing by. All right, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you.